phrase, and it's something I've been just really seeking the Lord, and, and he just kept saying this phrase to me. And so I kind of know by now that when he says something repetitively, do you ever have your parents or the Lord say something repetitively? Usually it means they mean business, right? Like pay attention. Yes, when we say it and say it again, we mean it. <laughs> so today we're talking about persistence is the key. So persistence is the key. Let's look at the definition real quick. Persistence is a firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. So if you're persistent to go to church, even though the rains come and the wind blows or the snow comes, you're still coming to church, right? My dad always had the doors open, rain or shine, and we, we uh, do the same. I feel like one time last year we canceled, and I don't remember why. It was like major, major snow or dangerous or something. Anyways, yeah, it might have been the really low temps or something. <clears throat> but, but that was like the first time in like 20 years or so. <laughs> no matter what, we're persistent to pursue God. No matter what obstacle, difficulty, or whatever thing stands in our way, we're, we're persistent in our pursuit of God. And, and, you know, in our pursuit of God, it could be a number of things. It could be God himself. Like, I just want to seek the Lord. I want to draw close to God, and he draws close to me. Or it could be something specific that you're believing God has promised you. He spoke it to you. It's a promise in his word, and you're still holding fast for that thing. Persistence is still the key to receiving the blessings and the promises of God. And so this is what we're talking about today. So you can apply it to your life however you like, but this is what he's teaching me, so I'm teaching you. In Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8, he says, Ask, and the gift is yours. Seek, and you'll discover. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who is who for every persistent one will get what he asks for. And every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Isn't that cool? I knew this would pertain somehow or some way. <laughs> Go on the other side. <laughs> for everyone who knocks and keeps on knocking... The door will be open to him. Everyone who seeks and keeps on seeking will find. And everyone who will be persistent will receive. All right, all right, all right, all right. Come on in. <laughs> I like this version where it says, Everyone, every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for, and everyone who knocks persistently will one day find themselves at an open door, right? But, but there's other verses that say, ask and keep on asking. What is that? That's just persistence. Knock and keep on knocking. You know, it's not that you're in doubt that he heard you the first time. It's that you're in faith knowing that you're going to lay hold of what he, what he told you you could have. It's you not giving up is what it is. Did anyone ever win a race by giving up? Is, does somebody, can you find it for me? Is, is it ever recorded that somebody finished a race by throwing in the towel? I mean, they didn't even win it, let alone finish it by giving up, right? So how can we expect to receive 
any promise of God if we give up in our believing, in our knocking, in our seeking, in our persistence in pursuit of that thing. We have to be persistent and, and, and set on it with determination that God meant what he said, he said what he meant, and he's going to give it to you. Throwing in the towel does not lay hold of anything. So in James 5, 16, in the Amplified Version, he says, Therefore, confess your sins one to another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you would be healed and restored. And then he says this, The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man or a believer can accomplish much when you put into action and are made effective by God. It is, a it is dynamite. It is dynamic. And it can have tremendous power. What can have tremendous power? A heartfelt persistence. You're not just repetitively, like a religious person, repetitively repeating something. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know that you know that you know that God said you can have this. And so I'm going to be determined to tug on the hem of Jesus' garment until he gives it to me. In the car, anytime you're in the car with Jude, you got to breathe in and breathe out. He's nine years old and he's full of questions. And recently, he had this thought that I don't know where it came from and this determination that he wanted a phone that had a SIM card and that worked with data. And I don't know where he got the idea that he was going to get this, but he persisted for like the last month to ask us and ask us and ask us and ask us till one day I finally said, I'll take you to see, bad mistake, but whatever the case, I'll take you to see what one month, like a one month little card or whatever would do. Um, he just likes to be able to call his parents or his grandparents or just, you know, his brothers or whatever. He just, he just, I don't know. Anyways, a nine-year-old doesn't really need a phone, but whatever the case. They do have a phone. It's Wi-Fi. You know, every phone that's like doesn't have the SIM card is still Wi-Fi compatible. But anyways, he wanted to be able to contact us or play a game in the car is probably what it came down to. But anyways, <laughs> um, he broke me down to where I said that I would go to a store. And um, we went to, uh, we went to, this was this week, we went to a store and his phone was not compatible with that store. And here he had it all, the guy's talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, it's only $15. You can do one month, and then it, it'll just end, and then you'll be good. And, and he's like, yes. And then all of a sudden, we found out it's not compatible with that store. And I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere else tonight, and so we're going to go home. And he was really down. And he goes, long story short, he now got his hopes up to that amount. And he's like, well, we're just going to go to Spectrum then tomorrow because that's the phone that I have, and we're going to find out what plan they have. <sighs> okay. What is he doing? He's knocking, and he's going to keep on knocking until he wears his parents down because we're so tired of hearing about it. We're going to go get him what he's asking for. <laughs> now, for $10 a month, we got him what he's asking for. He just got connected with, with Ashton's. But um, we can do that for him. And he, like, calls us all the time, so it's really fun. But anyways, whatever the case, um, his persistence is what got it. Had he never asked, definitely not. He wouldn't get it. We wouldn't provide that. 
Um, ask twice, yeah, 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 you know, shove it away, you know, like don't listen to him, you know, kid, no. But getting you alone in a car for 20 minutes, asking at least 10 times, and then you listen to music and I'm like praying and stuff. Oh, but mom, I have this question. Oh, but mom, this, oh, mom, when are we going to do this? And I'm just like, tomorrow, we're going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> now be quiet, you're not allowed to talk about it anymore. <laughs> And that's, that's how persistent works. He, you're wearing him down, you know. And I'm not talking about being annoying to God and trying to butter him up or anything like that. But however, it's a child that knows that if his parent says something, they mean what they say. They say what they mean. And if they know that they've gotten a yes or a possible yes, they're not going to let it go. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to trust him so much like a child does its parent, that if he already said in his word that we can have something, that we're not going to let this go. Lord, I actually don't have this manifestation, but you said in your word that I can have this. Lord, you said you supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. You said by Jesus' stripes I was healed. Lord, you said the peace of God rules and reigns, and I don't feel peace right now. So, Lord, I just thank you. I lay hold of this promise, Lord. And, Father, I just ask you for the manifestation. And you're knocking, and you're knocking, and you're asking, and you're asking, and you're being persistent until you finally see the manifestation of what he said. God says yes to all his promises. So why is any of the believers without any of his promises? Is it, or could it be, that in pursuit of him we've given up? Because he says, if we, we will reap if we faint not. Could it be that we became tired in doing what is good? We became tired in the run, and, and we became tired in our persistence, and we then felt like, oh, I guess God doesn't want to give it to me. My son didn't give up. If he heard that potential yes in the air, he was going to keep tugging. He was going to keep knocking. He was going to keep asking. And this is what God wants to do. I love this. He says the persistent prayer, persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And whoever knocks persistently will one day find themselves at an open door. Philippians 3, 12 through 14. This is Paul, and, and he learned this lesson, and he's teaching it to us today. Persistence is the key that Paul found. I don't say that I've already obtained everything, he said, or that I've already won the race, or I've already reached perfection, but I'm pressing on. I'm striving to lay hold of the prize which Christ has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not imagine that I have laid hold of it yet, but I do this one thing, forgetting everything which is in my past, and I stretch forward to what lies in front of me. I think this is how he does it. When you're persistent, you're going towards one thing. If you're going towards ten things, you can't be persistent in that one thing, right? You get that one thing that you truly want from the Lord and focus on it. Courtney was determined to have that baby. <laughs> she came to my mom in prayer. She came to me in prayer. No, it's good. She got what she wanted. No. Persistence. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Okay, so he says he fixes his eyes on the goal and he pushes on to secure the prize, or you could say secure or lay hold of the promise that God has given. Amen. Paul found persistence and having your eyes fixed or set on a goal was the key to achieving and receiving what God had for you in this life. And this should be what we want. That should be what we want is to accomplish what God has for us in this life. To, to walk in the promises of God that he has for us. You know, he, he wants to give us the desires of our hearts. He wants to, to provide and supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. But some of us aren't laying hold of or we're not persistent enough in meditating on the promises of God, speaking and decreeing and declaring the promises of God, asking and keep on asking. Not, we get too exhausted, we get too tired, and then we just, just move on with our day, and, and we don't do the things that we need to do that the word says to do. Well, you can't blame God if the one person has been persistent and they lay hold of that promise and you don't. You can't say, God, well, you like them better than me. The difference between you and them isn't that God loves one of you better. It just is that they have laid hold of a promise they were persistent on. Amen? So we need to be persistent in pursuing the Lord in whatever it is that we're asking him for. That means that distractions may come. We're supposed to cast them down. Detours may come. Discouragements may come to try. What's the whole point? Is the enemy is trying to detour you and get you away from receiving the promise of God so that then your faith isn't boosted. Because as soon as you receive a promise from God and, and, and can show forth that God is good and that his promises are yes and amen, then you're going to start believing God for more. You're going to start believing that God actually gives and says what he you know, means and means what he says and, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The minute you receive an answer to prayer, are you not boosted in faith? And you're on to the next thing, focused on the next thing, and you know the ingredients, you know how it works. So the enemy tries to detour us, but persistence says no matter the obstacle, no matter what comes your way, your eyes are fixed. You're moving forward. And that's what Paul's talking about. He's like, I'm not going to let my past detour me. I'm going to fix my eyes. And I'm going to press forward in persistent pursuit and lay hold of that which the Lord's calling me to. So what's the Lord calling you to? What is the desire of your heart? What is it that, that he has promised you that you have yet to lay hold of? Well, he says, don't give up. Keep pressing forward. Persistence is the key. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 50, verse 7, Paul sa or, um, the word says this, Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, so you can be assured, when you ask the Lord for something, you're not going to be disgraced. He gives you the desires of our heart. But he says, this is the key, Therefore, I have set my face like a flint stone. Not flint stone. <laughs> a flint stone. <laughs> you're determined, you're set in your ways. This is the word that settles it. Nothing's going to detour me, right? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to receive this if it's the last thing I do. And he says this, and I know 
you will not be put to shame. It's okay to be crazy enough to believe God that he will, he will watch over his word and perform it. Even though it doesn't feel like it, even though it doesn't look like it, God already said yes to his promise. So if it's in the word, what is going on with this? If it's in the word, then you can have it. Amen. I'm going to number two. Test one, two. So we need to have determination and not allow things to distract us or detour us from whatever your goal is. In Hebrews 12, 1, he says, Therefore, in this goal, in this race of life, in this walk of life for the Lord, in this pursuit of whatever it is that God has promised you, Hebrews 12, 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance, or you could also say in persistence, the race that God has set before us. So we've got heavenly cheerleaders cheering us on, saying, you can do this. God's grace is sufficient for you. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. And God already promised it, and he already said yes and amen, so be it. That settles it. If I said it, you can have it right? So it's okay to say, God, hey, God, remember you said this? God, remember you said this? God, remember you said this? You're just playing Jude here, and you're going to lay hold of eventually that thing that you desire. The Lord assures me that persistence is the key to receiving from the kingdom of heaven and receiving the promises of God. When we look at, um, and I'm going to look at a couple stories here, but when we look at the, the woman with the issue of blood, it was her, her faith, yes, but her faith caused her to be persistent in the pursuit of her healing. In Matthew 9, verses 20 through 22, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she had said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. But Jesus turned about him, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And this woman was made whole from that hour. So if Jesus hadn't even touched her, and the Bible says, if you read the backstory of it, she spent 12 years spending everything she had to become healed. We need to look at that, even that, as persistence. She could have just laid in her bed and given up to die. But she determined she was going to receive healing if it was the last thing that she was going to do. And she spent everything she had. But then she heard about Jesus. And the world around her said she was unclean, said she shouldn't mix and mingle and be around other people because it could be contagious. They didn't know. She's unclean. She shouldn't be around people. She has a law against her. She has people against her. And besides that, every doctor said that it wasn't possible. But her persistence laid hold of the promise of God. And she received her healing because she didn't give up. She didn't let, let go. And she said, I will be made whole. 
is her determination and persistence. Let's look at this. This is another reason we have the door here. (laughs) Um, Luke 11, verses 5 through 13, the parable of persistence. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine who is on a journey and has just come to visit me, I have nothing to serve him. Well, um, why didn't you come earlier? (laughs) They come at midnight and they're knocking on the door. For a friend of mine who is on a journey who has come to visit me, I have nothing to serve him. And from the inside, the other friend answers, don't bother me. The door's already been shut for the night. My children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his persistence and boldness, he will get up and give him what he needs. There's something with it. I mean, on one hand, it's totally annoying to where you have to give it to quiet them up. Okay, I understand. You totally believe And you're not going to relent until you have what you've asked for. God appreciates it. When we don't give up, it's how we lay hold of his promise. This is the demonstration he's giving with the woman with the issue of blood. And this is the demonstration he's giving with this this, um, person, this friend. He's like, knock and um, keep on knocking. So I say to you, Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking persistently receives. And he who keeps on seeking persistently finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking persistently, the door will be open. How much clearer could it get? What father among you, if his sons ask for a fish or a SIM card, Will he give him a snake instead? (laughs) Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, evil nature, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more do we think our Heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit or whatever other promise in the word to him who asks and continues to ask? Do you think that he, as a good father, wants to hold, withhold any good thing? He says, no good thing will I withhold from those who walk uprightly. There's no good thing. Now, sometimes, like regarding that scripture, sometimes we may ask him for something, and he knows that we're not ready for it, and he might tell us some things we need to correct before we receive it. Otherwise, it might get us into trouble. I want to say, like, um, A.A. Allen, he wrote a book, um, The Price of God's Miracle Working Power, and he is in the closet for 10-plus days, and he smells his wife's cooking, and he says, don't unlock the door and don't feed me anything. I don't know what he did about the bathroom. Don't want to know. But it's not in the book. (laughs) Maybe it was a bathroom closet. I don't know. Anyways, so he's locked in there. And um, because he's being persistent, about pursuing God and the Holy Spirit. But he said, no good thing will I withhold to those who walk uprightly, right? But in the closet, he doesn't receive what he's asked for. 
but what he receives is like a seven-point or ten-point thing of things that God needs him to deal with in his life. He says, you deal with these ten things, and you will receive what you've asked for. Okay? And so God's not going to do something that's going to be harmful to you, but he will show you the way. And so he's not trying to withhold any good thing. So if it's a promise that you want, then go after it. In the word of God, if he says that this belongs to you, then go after it and don't relent. And then along the way, like Neil's testimony, he may show you some things that are a hindrance to you walking that out. Maybe sometimes we're walking in um, some kind of um, lack of health, and God will show you, okay, stop eating French fries. Stop eating French fries and stop, you know, drinking coffee. Ooh, I just hit something. Anyways, I'm just saying, for example, you're really believing God. You're going after health, and, and God, you said that by Jesus' stripes I am healed, and then you have a dream where you're eating French fries and drinking coffee, and you're sick. Hello. God's trying to get your attention. Stop doing the thing that's causing the thing, and you will be made whole. He gives us wisdom. He imparts unto us wisdom because he wants us to have the blessing. He is not withholding any good thing but to those who walk uprightly. Why am I getting winks? <laughs> I'm getting winked at. Sweetest day is over. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got flowers, though. Sorry. All right. Um. Hallelujah. So we're not trying to butter God up, but what you're doing is you're showing him and demonstrating to him that you're not going to give up unless you receive. That you believe that no matter what, you're going to lay hold of this thing. Lord, you said it, and that settles it. Lord, you said this in your word, and I believe it. And Lord, until I walk in the fullness of this, I, I, I'm not going to give up because it's a promise that you gave me. And so, Lord, if anything stands in the way of me and this promise, show me. Go ahead and show me. And he'll show you, you know. And if you really want it, you'll deal with the things that he shows you. And this could be concerning any number of promises, but the way to receive the promises of God is persistence in pursuit of him. Hebrews 12, 2, he says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the, the, the author and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Think about it. He had his eyes fixed on delivering us and freeing us from death, hell, and the grave. So he endured, and he was determined and persistent that no matter what came his way, talk about persistence, he was going to endure this for you and I. And then he sat down at the right hand of the Father on the throne. We need to see ourselves with the end result. See yourself healed. See yourself whole. 
See yourself having a, a greater supply of finances. See yourself walking out the fullness of the purpose and calling of God on your life. Because if you don't see that end goal, that's what Paul's talking about. I press towards this mark. I press towards this high calling. I press towards this vision that God has given me. And no matter what comes my way, no matter what detour or discouragement may come my way, I'm going to be persistent because my eyes are fixed on this goal. Jesus had his eyes fixed on his goal. He was persistent and didn't let the spitting, the shame, and death and hell detour him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I mean, he did pray, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. So, And he was crying blood. I mean, it was torment to even think about that he had to endure this. But he did it anyways for you and I. And so sometimes we want the promises of God and we want to lay hold of them, but he's telling us you're going to have to endure this or that or you're going to have to get rid of this or that, but you can have it. Yes, my answer is yes. But are you willing to persist? Because that's what it's going to take. That's what it took Jesus. I said this a couple times, Hebrews eleven six. 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please or walk with God and please him. For whoever comes to him or comes near to God must believe that he exists and listen, that he's a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. You've got to be persistent and earnest. Not let one day go by where you're talking to him about it. If you really want it, go after it. And listen when he tells you to stop eating the fries. <laughs> or whatever it is that he's telling you to do. Because it's only going to bring you closer to that goal. I'm talking to myself. Why did he make him so good then? All right. We'll make them at home with olive oil and air fryer. <laughs> they're, they're good. Anyways, um, <laughs> diligent. It means persistent effort, persistence of action in matters of the faith. We need to have diligence in our persistent effort to pursue God, his righteousness, because then no good thing will he withhold. Goal. You're not going to accomplish anything. And if you reached a goal, you wouldn't know it because you never made a goal. He said, write the vision down and make it plain so that all who read it may run with it. So, so if you don't have any goals, if you don't have one thing that you're pursuing God for specifically, if you didn't ever write down something that you're believing God for, then you, you don't even know where you're going. So, so the first goal of today is write down what is it? What are the desires of your heart? What are the promises of God that you want from him? And then write down where he said that you can have it. Look it up. And then every day, God, I want to remind you of something. He said, bring back to his remembrance the things that he said. He wants to hear it from you. Because meanwhile, while you're reminding him, your faith is being built. And you're reminding yourself of what God said.
I'm determined to be that annoying child. I'm determined not to leave God's feet. I'm going to continue tugging on the hem of his garment till I lay hold of the things that he has promised me personally and, and as a part of the body of Christ. I will walk in the fullness of what he has called me to walk in. Why? Because I gave up? Because I threw in the towel? Because uh, 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 things happened that, that were discouraging and I gave in? No. Because no matter what came my way, None of it moved me. My eyes were set like a flint stone <laughs> on Jesus, on what he promised me. Because I know he said, my promises are yes and amen. So be it, that settles it. I just want to show you that persistence really does accomplish something. In Genesis 32, 24 through 29, we have a story where Jacob wrestles God. I was kind of wondered about this. How does a man wrestle God and win? How does a child ask for a SIM card and win? Persistence. Not letting go until they lay hold of what they asked for. So Jacob was left alone. And a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. So he's wrestling all night. When the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob, like he's not going to let go of the fact that he wants a promise, that he wants a blessing. He's not stopping asking me. He won't give up. Even, no matter what I say, he just keeps asking me and asking me and asking me, Okay. He had not prevailed against Jacob, so he touches his hip joint, and Jacob's hip is, is dislocated as he wrestles with him. And he said to him, let me go, for the day is breaking. In other words, people are going to see this happening. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. Why is he so determined to receive this blessing? Because God said he could have it. God had already told him, this land, I'm giving it to you, and it's going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. So Jacob is here asking for something that was already promised to him. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me. Give me this blessing, this blessing. Remember this blessing, God, that you said I could have? Remember this blessing? Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. And so he asks him. He said, I'm not, he's like, I'm not letting go unless you bless me. So he asks him, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with man, and you have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And he just kind of avoided the question. He declared a blessing of the covenant of promises on Jacob right there. Would he have walked away with that same blessing that day? Had he not been persistent? Probably not. The whole point in this passage is that we see that, yes, God promised it to you. Yes, he already said yes to it. But he still expects you to go after it. He still expects you to not relent. He still expects you to have such a determination and such a focus on what he promised you that you won't let him go until you receive in manifestation, what you've asked for. 
and what he's promised. You're not asking him for something that he didn't already promise. Get it? you got to study the word of God and know what he's promised you. And when it becomes, his promise becomes so a part and desire of your heart that you go after it in persistence until you receive what you've asked for. He says in Psalms 145, 13, the Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. He wants to give it to you. And he's faithful to fulfill it all. But there's a key to receiving it, and that's persistence. Let's look at the, the um, disciples in the book of Acts. In Acts 1, 4 and 5, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father has promised. Remember, a promise he's already said yes and amen to. So while we're wrestling, while we're knocking, while we're asking, God has already given us something, and he's already said yes to it. But in order to lay hold of it, we have to do something. We have to go after it, and we have to keep our eyes focused on it, and we have to be determined that no matter what comes our way, we're going to reach and tug on the hem of his garment. We're going to walk and see ourselves walking with that promise. And that nothing is going to move us from walking in it. So he says, but wait here for the gift my father promised, which you have heard of me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, if you will wait, if you will persist, if you will be determined not to let things that are going on in your family detour you, or not that let discouraging thoughts come against you, or if you will wait and um, even though you don't know what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, when it's going to happen, you're going to receive. You're, you're so determined that you're going to wait here until you receive what I promised. And they're like, how will we know? He's like, oh, you'll know. <laughs> and then Acts 1.8, he gives them a little notion of, of what they can look for. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of this earth. So what he's talking about here is an anointing, promised anointing and power of God will come upon you, and you'll be my witness. This is a, this is a promise, this is an anointing that you have yet to have. It has not happened to you yet. So... They're waiting for something they have yet to experience. And we see in, in Acts 1, 12 and 13, and, and they're, they're gathering together over this, this time period, and, and, um, and they're meeting together in the upper room, and I like this, um, in verse 12. The disciples left, Acts 1, 12. The disciples left the Mount of Olives after Jesus had ascended into heaven, gave them this counsel that they should, you know, wait in the upper room and all this. And then an angel comes and they're just standing there looking up. And an angel comes and he's like, why are you looking up? What are you looking for? Go do what he told you to do. Go start being persistent. Go start asking for the thing that he promised you. What has he promised you? Have you been asking him for it? Have you been thanking him for it? Because they persistently, day and night, interceded and asked the Lord for the, this promise. And that's why it didn't take but more than 10 days. Because they were persistent and unrelenting asking, knocking, persisting, 
in determination. People probably thought, what are you doing up there? Families are probably like, you're not making any money for the family. What are you doing? But they were so determined to receive. And so they're all gathered together on the second floor to pray. And those who were present, Peter, John, Jacob, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, Jacob, Simon, Judas, and a number of women, including Mary, Jesus' mother, his brothers were all there as well. And they were all united in prayer. Listen to this. Gripped with one passion. That's uniting. One desire. Interceding night and day. Well, keep this in mind. They had one goal. If you don't have a goal and you're praying, you're not going to receive anything specific. That'll produce some powerful results, but you won't know what they are. But when you go to God in prayer and you have a desire of your heart, Paul said, set your eyes on the goal. So you have to have a goal of what you're pursuing God for. There can be one, two, three, four, you know, goals. But really you're seeking the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your might for this. And you're going to persist in it until you walk it out, until you see it. We know what happened on that day of Pentecost. They prevailed in their prayer. They persisted until they received the power to turn a world upside down. Thousands being added to the church daily. I like the way the Passion Bible, and I don't typically use that. I read out of it sometimes, but, but it says they were all present and all of them were united with one focus. That's what it's going to take. You have to have a goal. You have to have a certain desire of your heart that you're going after, a certain promise that God's already said yes to. If he's already said yes to it, you're not trying to get him to say yes. So you don't have to... You know, you just got to be persistent in the receiving. He already said yes. They're persistent in pursuit of that promise that Jesus gave them. Showed, that, showed the Lord that they weren't in doubt. I don't know if they started off with the same amount as they ended. Do you know? Did they start off with 300 and end up with 120? I don't know. But... That would be interesting to find out later on in heaven, right? But they ended up having this many people who took God at his word and said, I'm going to lay hold of that promise, and I'm going to persist until I receive it. Now, personally, I want that promise. But there's other things I'm pursuing God for as well, but I have them written down because that's what God said to do. But you're not going to accomplish anything specific if you don't have your eyes focused on a goal. And then secondly, you're not going to reach the end of a race if you end up throwing in the towel and giving up. He said you would only reap if you faint not, if you don't give up, if you have persistence. The man begging for bread at the door and he's friends with the guy. I just kind of put myself in the shoes and how annoying it would be if Amber came and started knocking on our door for bread at midnight really strange. <laughs> She's kind of strange. No. <laughs> we went to bed three hours ago. Go away. But because you want it to stop, and God 
relates it like that, just like a child even asking a parent. He wants us to be like that. So persistent that until, that we give it to our child to, to make the madness stop. We give it because their persistence lays hold of that promise or that yes, right? But we need to be the same way with God, showing him that we have faith and we do not doubt and we're not going to give up until we receive what he promised us. Healing, deliverance, freedom, restoration. What promise have you read in the word that you're really truly desiring? But when we ask, James 1, 6 and 8 says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that's blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a double-minded person is unstable in all they do. So that's why it's important to have your eyes fixed on the goal, fixed on Jesus, fixed on him, the center of your, your focus, the promise that he gave, and be determined. That his word is true. He doesn't lie. He said, my promises are yes and amen. I'm saying yes to my promises. If you ask me for my promise, my answer is yes. Isn't that encouraging? So why go to the Lord and ask him for something and then get into doubt? You're not going to receive because you're not in faith. Faith is what moves God. So asking and keep on asking is not doubt. Search your heart. Your believing God said something to you that you could have, and you're not going to let it go. You're not giving up until you have it. That's faith. Doubt would say, well, I guess he doesn't want to give it to me. I'm going to stop seeking the Lord about that and then move on. That's doubt. Don't expect to receive anything in that way, he says. Hallelujah. So if you're taking notes, 2 Corinthians 1.20, no matter how many promises God has made you, they are always yes in Christ. And so through him, they are an amen is spoken to us by God to the glory of God. Isn't that good news? Amen means so be it, that settles it. I've established it. I'm making it good. I'm watching over my word to perform it. It's happening for you today. So what do you do? Get a goal. Get in the word. Find the promises where he said it. And then bring it back to him and to his remembrance. It's you knocking every day in the door of his heart, telling him you thank him that he's promised this for you. Thank him that, that, that this is yours. Thank him and praise him that you're going to walk in this. Start to see with the eye of faith that you're walking in this promise. And don't relent. Don't let it go. How long? I don't know. But just keep asking. Just keep seeking. And stay in faith. Amen. What would have happened if the disciples gave up five days in? Eh, maybe we misunderstood him. Maybe I should just go back to, to fishing. Maybe I should go back to tax collecting. It made no money. What if we wouldn't have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit if they didn't first 
keep their eyes on the goal, the promise that Jesus had given them. What promise have you yet to lay hold of that will end up affecting generations to come? It will affect generations to come if we do not lay hold in persistence of the promises of God. It is for your children to see you walk in the blessings of God. And if you don't walk in the blessings of God because you weren't persistent enough to lay hold of it, they will not know that God means what he says and says what he means. Same thing with healing. Walking in freedom. Be determined to walk in your freedom. Be determined to walk in your healing. And don't let go so that your life can be a testimony to your children and your children's children. Lay hold of God's promises. It's not for me to teach and then for you to just believe it and then go on and do nothing. I'm handing a baton to you and you're supposed to keep running. You're supposed to keep pursuing. You're supposed to keep reminding God and studying the word and finding out, yeah, that's right, this promise is mine and this promise is mine. And write a list of, from importance to the least to the greatest. Greatest to the least, whatever. And set your heart and your focus on him and the one who gave it. And know that he is always saying yes to his children. His promises to you are yes and amen. He is faithful and he keeps his promises. If we believe him, and we know he said he watches over his word to perform it in our lives, it's Jeremiah 1.12, the Lord said to me, you have seen well, I am actively watching over my word to perform it. He's paying attention when people are actively using their faith to ask and keep on asking. He's paying attention when we're using our faith to keep our eyes focused and not, and, and he sees our hearts when we don't allow things that have come up, and man, things come up to try to detour us, derail us, hinder us. He sees our heart if it's set like a flint. He sees our heart and our determination if we're persistent in pursuing those, those promises that he gave us. And he says, I am actively watching over my word to perform it. What? I want to perform my word in your life. That's what he's saying. I'm watching, but you have to be persistent. If you'll lay hold of it, if you'll be persistent, I will watch over my word and I will perform it in your life. So persistence is the key to lay hold of the promises of God. Amen? I hope that helps somebody today. Answers are on the way. Amen? Answers are on the way. Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for your word. I just seal it with the blood of Jesus, Lord. I know that all these goals and all these visions are coming forward right now, Lord, to things that you have promised us. Father, I just pray that even this afternoon, Lord, that we would just write the vision down, that we would make it plain, Lord. The things that, that we have yet to see fulfilled in our lives, Lord, that we would write it down and that we would be persistent. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I ask you to give us a strategy in our persistent pursuit of you. Give us a strategy, Lord, in pursuit of you, in persisting, Lord, to receive and walk in the promises of God. 
just thank you, Lord, right now for testimonies coming forth of your promises. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah.